It happens every year. A team goes from worst to first. So which teams are most likely to do so in 2023? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a fantastic start to their Tuesday. We've got a fun one for you, as always, in store on the show today. We, it's another list. We're not doing our positional rankings list, but we are continuing somewhat of a series that we've been doing here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it was a few weeks ago on a Friday free-for-all that we uh, went through and looked at teams most likely to repeat as divisional champs. In 2023, so we took all eight divisional winners and ranked them on the probability that we thought they could repeat as divisional champs in 2023. It was last week on the show that we looked at all the teams that have not won a Super Bowl yet, and we ranked the likelihood that they would win a Super Bowl next. Uh, And so today on the show, we do the tried and true happens every single year. Every single media entity talks about it. Every single media entity does a list on it. So we are joining the fray. We are doing our list here today on the show of the teams most likely to go worst to first. So teams that finished last in their divisions a year ago, we are going to rank the likelihood that they are going to be able to turn things around, do a complete 180 from 2022 to 2023 and win the division in 2023. So we've got eight teams to rank here on the list. The chat already talking about some teams here uh, before we get started. But just to set the stage, here are the eight teams that we have to rank in 2023, I will tell you the team and their record from last year to set the base. We've got the New York Jets at 7-10. and 10. We've got the Cleveland Browns at 7-10. and 10. We've got the Houston Texans at 3-13. and 13. We have the Denver Broncos at 5-12. and 12. Those are your four representatives from the AFC. Over in the NFC, we've got the Washington Commanders at 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. We've got the Chicago Bears at 3-14. and 14. We've got the Atlanta Falcons, who ended up being in last based on the tiebreakers. The Saints and Panthers all had the same record as the Falcons. They were 7-10. and 10. And we've got the Arizona Cardinals at 4-13. and 13. So I think early takeaways only one team with a record at 500 or better that being the Washington Commanders at 8-8-1 eight, eight and one, uh, and two teams that only won three games a year ago in Houston and Chicago so those are the two big takeaways that I have from just looking at this list ahead of time now I've already ranked them I've gone from eight to one uh, and I know everybody loves on the show when we do it in reverse order when we do lists like this. So that's exactly what we are going to do. But before, let's let's shout out some people in the chat who have already made their made their claims. Trevor says, number one, Bears going full 2022. Jags, put your bets down now to make some good money. Lance Sanderson says, the only way Denver can go worse to first is if Mahomes disappears to another planet. And Janelle says, Atlanta has the best chance, in my opinion. Jets and Bears are probably second. So those, some early thoughts from the live YouTube chat before we get into it. And we will start from the back, and I think we will start with the team that is the easiest team for me to rank here in terms of teams most likely to go worst to first. I have the Arizona Cardinals here at at slot number eight. New head coach, new general manager, completely reshaping this roster. And oh, by the way, they're not going to have Kyler Murray for some period of time in 2023. And so it's going to be almost impossible for them to turn things around uh, quick enough. Doesn't mean they're not on the right track. Doesn't mean that 2023 can't set them on a good course, 
to turn things around. It's just I don't think it's very likely for them to do so in 2023 uh, because I, the expectation is for Kyler to miss a month, two months of the season. And so if you're talking about Kyler Murray missing anywhere from four to potentially upwards of eight games at a minimum uh, for the Cardinals in 2023, I don't think they're good enough um, outside of Kyler Murray to be able to kind of weather the storm and then for Kyler to come back and hit the ground running. I mean, the, the guy did have ACL surgery and we know how mobile of a quarterback he is. And so the injury might impact a little bit, it might impact him a little bit more than it would some other players just based on how much he moves around in the pocket. And so even if you do bring him back, how long does it take him to get back to full Kyler Murray level of play? Does it even happen in 2023? So when you add all that up, even if he does come back, what version uh, is he going to be truly 100%? And so that those are questions that I have for the Arizona Cardinals. And so for them, the fact that they're not going to have their starting quarterback for at least some level of time, um, they go number eight on this list. Number seven for me, uh, it's a team that uh, new head coach, new quarterback. The Houston Texans for me are number seven. And look, I like a lot of what Houston has done. I love the D'Amico Ryan's hire. I love what they did in the draft. Um, I love the young core that they're building. I think they have a pretty decent offensive line. I'm a huge fan of Damian Pierce. I, I will continue to say their wide receiver room is better than people give them credit for. They've got some young building blocks on defense. There's a lot that if we if we did a deep dive and we just did a show about the Houston Texans, which I know everybody here listening uh, in the live YouTube chat would love, we would like a lot of where this team is going. We would like a lot about the trajectory that this team is on to find long-term success. Is it going to mean 2023 success? No. I still think they're behind the eight ball defensively. I still think they need a lot of work there. I still think they need some help in the wide receiver room. I still think the offensive line does have some holes. C.J. Stroud is a rookie, and so there is a ceiling, I think, on what we can expect from him in 2023. We do have a younger coaching staff uh, that is making their debut as a coaching staff together, so there's going to be some bumps in the road there as well. And listen, the team won three games a year ago. They didn't infuse that much talent to, I think, completely turn it around. And so while I like a lot of what Houston's doing, when I when I look at being able to go from worst to first, the, the Cardinals and the Texans were two teams that I immediately put at the bottom, not because I don't think there's an opportunity within the division. And that'll be a theme that will emerge a little bit later on that. I think some divisions are open to where teams might be a little bit higher on the list. Um, but just because I think talent wise, they're behind the eight ball and they are probably a year or two away from being in this conversation. Number six for me is probably where we're going to start to have the most debate. I have the Washington Commanders listed at, at number six, and and I know they are a team that went eight eight and one a year ago, and they were right there in the mix um, in the division. Again, the Giants made the playoffs at nine and seven, so they weren't that far off of what was a playoff spot in the NFC. But if you're asking me to bet on Sam Howell in his first full season as the starter, and I, I love the hire of Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, I really do, and I think that's going to really you know get this team on a good track offensively. But you're asking me to buy in the Sam Howell. As basically a rookie, played in one game last year. So his first year as a starter, you're asking me to buy into to Sam Howell and that team being able to surpass the Giants, to surpass the Cowboys, and to surpass the Eagles. That is a huge mountain, a, a huge uphill battle, I think, for them to climb. So this is not a disbelief in the Washington Commanders as a football team in terms of talent. I believe in a lot of the coaching. But when you look at the quarterback that they are going to put out on the field in 2023, you're asking me to believe that Sam Howell is going to be able to overcome the Giants, who I think are going to be just as good in terms of competitiveness as they were in 2023. The Dallas Cowboys, who I think are going to be just as good, if not better, in terms of their competitiveness in 2023. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who, if you've been following the positional break, down series that we've been doing on this show, 
the Philadelphia Eagles, on a regular basis, find themselves inside the top five. Their average ranking, and I removed the linebackers because it was the only group that they actually ranked low. But if you took linebackers out, right, which is their lowest rated group so far, and then we did safeties and they were even lower. But if you took linebackers out, this was a team that on average had a top four rank at any of their positions. That's how good this team is built. So I think you're just asking me to buy into a huge mountain for this team to over overcome. And I just can't necessarily get there uh, for 2023. So I have the Washington Commanders. At number six, and I've got the Chicago Bears at number five. And and the reason why I have the Chicago Bears at number five is not because I don't think that the division's not up for grabs. I do. I think Minnesota um, isn't going to be as good as they were last year. I don't think they're going to be able to win as many games. They went 13 and four last year. Uh, I am a big believer in what the Lions are in 2023. Um, you you guys know hashtag our Lions here on the show, right? It's what it's kind of the brand. Um, I think Green Bay is going to take a step backwards, obviously, without Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know what they are. But there's a reason that the Chicago Bears were 3-14 and 14 a year ago. And I don't know if they've improved enough in that regard. Um, I still have a lot of question marks. I'm not fully bought in to the Justin Fields hype train that has left the station this offseason. I like Justin Fields. I think he's on a good track. I think this big, massive leap that people are expecting from Justin Fields here in 2023, um, I'm not willing to fully get on board with that. And so I think the talent is what holds me back from being able to put the Bears um, up a little bit more on this list. So I have them at, at number five. Janelle says, I think the Broncos have a harder road than the Bears just because of Kansas City. And I have the Denver Broncos number four on this list. And it's because I... I caution against this idea that the Denver Broncos are going to automatically be exactly what they were last year because of how bad Russ was. And I also strongly caution against this idea that Sean Payton is going to walk into that building and completely turn things around. I think the truth for the 2023 Broncos lies somewhere in the middle of those two statements of they're going to be as bad as they were in 2023, and Russ in particular is going to be as bad as he was in 2023. And the other end of the coin being, Sean Payton's going to come in there, Russ is going to be cooking it up again, look out, this is going to be everything Denver thought it was when they traded for him a year ago. Like, I, I caution against both ends of that spectrum. I think those are the extremes. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think they're going to be improved. I think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. They were 5-12 and 12 a year ago. Do I think they can probably threaten 10 and 7 like the Chargers were a year ago? Yes. But again, the thing that stops me from being able to push them higher up this list is they still got Kansas City they got to compete with in the division. They've got the Chargers who I think are going to be good. And so that uphill battle is a bit of a climb for me. So the reason why the Broncos are in front of the Bears is because I think the Broncos are more talented. And so because of that, I think you're going to be able to win more games. But I still think there are the uphill battles because, again, this is still the Chiefs division until further notice. And so I have the Denver Broncos uh, at number four. Uh, I do think they'll be able to very quickly hop the Raiders. I think the Raiders are, are a team that's that's rebuilding uh, and a team that is not going to be very, very good in 2023. I've got the New York Jets uh, at number three. And listen, for all the talk there's been about the trade of Aaron Rodgers and what that move means for the New York Jets and what stratosphere that it puts them in and Super Bowl contenders and legitimate threats in the AFC, all of that stuff. This team finished last in this division a year ago. They were 7-10. and 10, And the only thing they changed was the quarterback. 
Now, that doesn't mean that that can't make them a better football team. It absolutely can, because Aaron Rodgers is better than what they had in 2023. But they haven't beaten New England in seven years. They still have to go through Buffalo for this division. I still think Miami is better than them. In terms of pure talent on paper, I, I think they're only the third best team in the division. I think they're behind both Buffalo and Miami. Now, can they get, can they win the division? Yes. I'm the first person to say I don't think the Bills are going to win 13 games like they were a year ago. I do think the Bills are better than the Jets, but I think the Bills do take a step back this year. Can Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets walt- waltz through that door? Sure. But in comparison to all the other teams that we talked about so far, like look at Houston, look at the Commanders, look at the the, the Bears, the, 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 uh, the Cardinals, all these other teams that we talked about. They don't have what the Jets have in their division looking that they're looking up at, which is two teams that made the playoffs a year ago, two teams that people feel that, you know, if everything goes correctly, if everybody's healthy, mainly the Tua question, these are two teams that are legitimate threats in the AFC. That's a tough uphill battle for the Jets to climb. And so I think they're improved, and I think they're better than all the teams that we rank behind them. And so that's what puts them up here at number three, is I just think they're too talented to be lower on this list. But to be in the top two spots, I think there's got to be a real clear case that I can make for you that you can win the division. And I just don't know if I can very clearly make that case for the New York Jets when they are behind both the Dolphins and the Bills currently in their division. Uh, number two is where I have the Cleveland Browns. And this may be maybe this may be unpopular, um, but I think if Deshaun Watson and, and I'm the first person to say that I don't think this is possible, that I'm not until I see it, I'm not on board with this. And so maybe the, the thing we do is we flip the Jets and the Browns here um, as, a, as a quick aside. But when I look at the Cleveland Browns, I look at a team that is incredibly well built on the offensive line, has one of the best running backs in the game, has one of the best receiving cores in the game. Uh, it's got a pretty good edge group, has pretty good c- corners overall. They've got really good depth at a lot of key positions. If Deshaun Watson is close to the 2020 version of Deshaun Watson, he doesn't have to be the 2020 version of Deshaun Watson. If he's just the, if he's just close to that version of himself on the football field, then they are a team that can absolutely compete with the Cincinnati Bengals for this division. They're talented enough to do so. Uh, I think they'd be better than the Steelers. They were only one game, uh, two games back of the Steelers a year ago. Uh, the Ravens, I love the Ravens. I love a lot of what they're doing, and I think they're going to be a threat. But for me, there there are some question marks of this new offense, what it looks like. The receiving core is still got a lot of question marks. So there are some some things that we can look at fr- look at from this team and say, are we really sure that Baltimore is a team that we can buy in on? So I think there's a good chance that Cleveland, um, if they if they get things on track, they could threaten for this division. And then number one, I have the Atlanta Falcons because this was a team that finished one game out of the division a year ago. They are improved. They are a better football team than they were a year ago. Made great investments on the defensive side of things. Tampa went eight and nine, won the division with Tom Brady. They've taken a step back in terms of where they're going to be. Carolina, new coaching staff, rookie quarterback. I still think they're in the mix. But if you're telling me which team has the best path to be able to go worse to first, it's Atlanta. Look at the teams above them. The Saints, brand new quarterback down there in New Orleans. How quickly does, does everything gel? Carolina, rookie quarterback, brand new coaching staff. What does that look like? Tampa, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in all of football. So in terms of a absolute clear pathway, it's Atlanta. I also think Atlanta is improved from a year ago. We had Bijan to this team. We have all the dollars that were infused defensively. They went out and traded for John Smith to be able to add another pass catcher to this offense. Like they've done a lot that I think allows them to be in the conversation. And so we've got the Falcons at number one and the full list 
here now that we've read it. Arizona 8, Houston 7, Washington 6, Chicago 5, Denver 4, the Jets 3, uh, Cleveland 2, and Atlanta 1. Taylor B. says, I'd swap the Jets with the Browns. Both divisions have three three very talented teams and one that will never be bad. Watson versus Rodgers is the difference to me. Yeah, I think it's fair to evaluate both the Browns and the Jets in very similar lights um, in in that they are looking up at two teams above them that are are going to be pretty good. Um, for the, for the Browns, it's the Bengals and the Ravens. And for the Jets, it's the Bills and the Dolphins. And I think in both cases, you have one team that's clearly kind of defined in a tier of the top tier of the AFC, the Bills and the Bengals, and then a team right behind both of those teams that are viewed very highly um, in that tier and could potentially be in that tier, which would be the Dolphins and the Ravens. If we want to maybe flip the Browns and the Jets because we feel like Rodgers is the difference maker. It's not like Rodgers had a great year last year. One of the worst years of his career, statistically. Um, he is a little bit older. And so I think there are some similar question marks. Um, I, I felt like I didn't want to put the Jets number two just in terms of a in terms of a bias. But if we want to flip the, the, the Jets and the Browns, I can get there if you want to make Rodgers a difference maker and you think, and, and I don't necessarily disagree. And I think you maybe have kind of convinced me of an argument that I've already kind of made is that I have some questions about what Deshaun's going to be in 2023. Um, And I think Taylor B says he was still better than Watson. And yeah, I think I would right now take Aaron Rodgers over Deshaun Watson until Deshaun proves me otherwise. So we'll make that change. We'll make that flip. And so we have the the Jets at number two behind the Falcons. We have the Browns at number three. Janelle says, I agree with the list except the Bears and the Broncos. I can see a path for the Bears to do it. Fields learns how to throw to his own team. Lions lay an egg. Vikings revert to the norm. Broncos not overtaking the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yes, yes, pathway uh, probably much easier for the Bears. Um, Vikings are not going to be good as they were a year ago, 13 wins. Um, They won like every close game that was on their schedule a year ago. Um, I think the Lions are going to be improved. I don't think the Packers are going to be as good. I can get get on board with flipping the Bears and the Broncos. I think they're close. I think they're they're tiered very close to each other um, in terms of how I feel about them. I do think the Broncos are the more talented team. And that's what initially led me to um, putting them in front. But I think if you just look at it's strictly competition, right? The Broncos are going to have to get through the Chargers and the Chiefs, like we mentioned. Um, the Bears don't have that level of competition, and this isn't this isn't a this isn't a talent contest. This is a who's most likely to go from worst to first in their division, and the the complexity of your division also matters. Now, sometimes your talent can completely override the the complexity of your division in the case of the Jets, because I think the Jets are a more talented team than their seven and 10 record was a year ago. And I think they're good enough to compete for the division. Um, Whereas the Broncos is their talent so much so that they're better than five and 12. I don't know. They're probably a 10, nine win team. Um, That's like four or five wins from what they were. And even that wouldn't be enough to win the division where the Jets were seven and 10. And I think they were probably closer to a nine win team uh, a year ago, and they added Aaron Rodgers. Probably gets him close to ten or eleven. You think the Bills take a step back? Boom! You can find the case. You can you can make an argument that they're there. Um, so we'll make the flip, and we've got the Cardinals eight, Texans seven, Commanders six, Broncos five, Bears four, Browns three, Jets two, and the Falcons one. That is our list of teams most likely to go worst to first in their own divisions in twenty twenty three. Taylor B says the Bears defense really worries me against those offenses in their division. Don't say that too loudly. Bailey will come in here and tell you that that's why he's right and I'm wrong on how the Bears are going to operate in 2023. 
But all right, that is going to do it for us here on this edition of TDN Daily. Another list for you here on the show. A little bit of a different list, but I thought one uh, that would be very interesting to kind of explore here on the show. Teams most likely to go worst to first in their division in 2023. We appreciate you making this show a part of your day. Uh, While you're waiting for us uh, for tomorrow's show, in the meantime, could you please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with a friend, catch the video version on YouTube. You can catch us live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel, The Draft Network. You can also catch all the VODs over there as well. And on YouTube Music, you can listen to the podcast. You'll get the pre-show, the post-show, uh, and the recording of the show. And you get the video version there as well. So you can catch that if you are a user of YouTube Music. Just search up TDN Daily, and it will populate right there uh, in the feed. So that is going to do it for us here on the podcast edition of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Tuesday, and we will talk with you all tomorrow.